Hello. Hi, Joy. It's Aruna. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but yeah, we're connected now. <laughs> okay, give me a sec. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. I'm going to introduce you first and then you can come on, okay? Okay. All right. Aruna is um okay, your last name is Garuna Gurum How do you say that? Aruna Gurumurti. How do you say your last name? How do you say your last Gurumurti. name? Gurumurti. Gurumurti. Guru Gurumurti. Okay. Sorry, yes. I'm probably I probably just completely slandered your name. I'm so sorry. Okay. No uh, okay, you are a poet and a creative thinker. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want, you, I want you to explain what that means. Well, I am a creative thinker first and a poet after that. The reason being that my mind thinks creatively and that is what comes into my poems. So okay. that's why I'm a poet and a creative thinker. Okay. I have to ask you also when what started what started first? Your creative thinking or your writing or and uh, you you just started working with poetry. How did that how did that happen? How did that come about? The process of creative thinking is what started first. Uh-huh. Um, I was working in a lab and one day I had a dream of becoming a poet and I started thinking and that manifested itself in the form of my poems and writing and I, I, you know, that's the way it all began. Did you start like, um, like a, like writing a journal of your thoughts first? No, I just started writing poems. Wow. So you, uh, you, 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 that's amazing. That's pretty amazing. Thank you. You know what? I, I, I don't know if you believe in past lives, do you? Uh, past lives not really you don't okay well i was gonna say you must have been a poet in a past life <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not that i don't believe in it yeah, but i kind of right? it is possible because right? you know people people who are very creative like you said you were just all of a sudden you just you had this dream and you you found you found yourself so it it kind of feels to me like that was definitely something that you were supposed to do. It's your mission. It's your life mission. It is now. It's become yeah. a life mission because I think in terms of poetry, I write poetry, and uh, it's almost like my religion now. It is, know? yeah. It is, yeah. So, okay. So how, how did you, let's see, how do you come up with your inspiration for your poems? So what I do is I look at life around me. I look at love and then uh, some loss. Uh-huh. Life. Um, and right. uh, that is my, and the nature, of course, uh, all of these tied together become my poems. 
Wow. And what kind of poems are there? Because I have not seen your book. So what kind of poems are they? What is it, what's, is it like freeform poetry or rhyming poetry or haiku sure. poetry or what is it? Okay. So my most recent book that was published in the pandemic, Down the Grassy Isles, um, is, uh-huh. a, is a collection of poems, more like narrative poems. So it okay. involves my, my daughter, it, uh, accounts about motherhood and love okay. and life and, and laughter and, you know, moments that made me um, excited about life and things like that. So mm-hmm. that it's a narrative uh, collection of narrative poems. And uh, in the past, uh, in the seven books that I have published since 2015, um, I have... Um, written similar kind of poems about my life about my journey and Mm -hmm. um and so I wouldn't and there's one book which is a collection of Sestina's Sestina's form poetry and so I had learned that form of poetry back in 2017 and decided to publish a book about that what is that type of poetry but Sestina is yeah. a, a, a type of form poetry, so uh-huh. it it conforms to a certain a certain structure in the poem, and there are uh, six stanzas with six lines okay. each. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very rigid form of poetry that was originally. Um, um, narrated by uh, traveling troubadours of the 12th century and okay. that became a poetic form that people have been working on and it's not much celebrated now but I wanted to sort of revive mm-hmm. so that's kind of an poems. ancient way right that's kind of like an ancient way of <laughs> of creating a poem Right. So haiku is, you know, that's also ancient. So it has, it has a certain uh, rhythm or certain structure to it. So Uh I'm not familiar with the type of poetry you're talking about, Uh but I think that's really interesting. And I really, you know, appreciate you telling me about that because I, and this is just one book. Yeah. And this is just one book. My, my, on the whole, I tend to be inspired by nature, love and life and, and motherhood and how one can get oneself out of obstacles and yeah. uh, sort of something uplifting rather than talk about a lot of loss or anything like that. I want my readers to be happy. Uh-huh. Right, right. And you That's also want a message. Yes, yes. A message of hope, a message of victory, a message of peace. These are the things I'm trying to tell my readers through the poems and the stories that I write. Okay, so even like, okay, so how did you use the uh, pandemic for that? You know, like I'm sure you did a lot of poetry in that time so how did you 
uh, give people hope in relation to what was going on that was pretty scary? Well, uh, there are. So the, uh, the main thing that I worked on during the pandemic was uh, uplifting poetry, poetry that that sort of just beams your soul from within. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, what I did was so I was working on this book that got published uh in the end of 2020 and that's what's down the grassy aisles it's my current book and um and and i there are poems in there which are um just plain joyous and you know talk about hope talk about courage talk about yeah you know peace and how one sort of um goes through these phases in life and mm-hmm. feels well right i think that's a wonderful so that's a what wonderful... i worked on during the pandemic yeah because there was a, a lot of loss and a lot of of yeah, course there was. there was a lot of tra- trauma and loss and all that and i wanted to sort of take a step backward and say okay, we've been through all this. Now, what do we take from that? You know, uh-huh. I, want, I want to tell the readers to think beyond their, um, you know, their life circumstances and to, to have the hope, to have the faith and to have the courage to move on with life. And that's right. what my poetry is really about. It's about uplifting people rather than, pushing them to a corner and saying, oh my God, I've been through all this and mm-hmm. I'm reading something about it now. And that makes me feel all the more, um, you know, lost in life sort of a situation. Yeah. And uh, so that's the most important part I want to drive through is that I write about to make people happy. Yeah, I think that's good because there is... Um... You know, there's so much negativity in relation to what's going on and what has gone on. And I think that it's important for you to be a light mm-hmm. um, for people who are kind of going through a dark time in their life. They know that there's this, there's this flame, there's this hope. Um, so like I said, this is, this seems to be, like you said, your religion, your religion Mm -hmm. is, um, you're like a prophet, you know, you're a prophet, Mm -hmm. you're basically a, not a prophet, but a, uh, someone that is, that is, that is proclaiming, uh, proclaiming hope, proclaiming a light. So it is kind of like a being a prophet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I can see how it can be your religion. I can, I can definitely see how you feel that, that your work as a poet, because of what it does, it's not a frivolous thing. It's very, very meaningful to you. So definitely, in, and it becomes meaningful to people who read your, you read your work, right? Yes. So I kind of think that um, that is definitely a, a mission, a life mission, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have a question. Who is your favorite writer? Uh, who was your inspiration? Which 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 poet poet would you say has been your inspiration? 
That's oh, a great question. Um, I, when I was in middle school, we were taught um, poetry by Wa- Wordsworth and Robert Frost. Yeah. And Frost uh, was the poem that I liked about Frost was uh, The Road Not Taken. Uh-huh. And as I little did I know at that time that I would be taking the road not taken in my own life, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, but I really enjoyed that poem. Uh, mm-hmm. I I really loved that poem. I think it uh, it brought uh, something into me, you know. Yeah, I think these poet these poets at that time were way ahead of their time. They sure. were philosophers. They sure. were philosophers mm-hmm. as well as poets. And so um, like Thoreau and uh, Frost, those are the people that are, they were, you know, they had a new, new way of thinking, uh, especially because of what was going on in the industry and in the industrial time, you know, everything was changing. And so they were aware that nature was incredibly important and um i think that i think we're in a kind of a same place in a sense that people are becoming more and more conscious of the importance Mm -hmm. of becoming more and more connected to the earth and rather than being enamored with the modern society technical society we are more and more i think trying to go back to the simplicity of it of of what was what was of course i don't think we can go back as such mm-hmm. but we can take some things that were at that time into our own time you know yeah. a, 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 you know you might say mindfulness is another thing that everybody's talking about and being more mindful of life and mindful of what you're experiencing in life and mindful for the moment um that seems to be uh something that is is probably a lot of people are being more aware of yeah i think that's very important yeah and that boils Um, down about you know philosophy and poetry and all that goes together hand in hand um yeah Yes, it does. And you consider yourself a philosopher, I would think, don't you? Life, a life you know, philosopher? A little bit, a little bit yes. yes. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I do have uh, chimes of philosophy in my work and uh, yeah, um, and um, in the approach that it takes to impact people's lives. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Where is your books? Uh, where are your books? Are they are they are they available on Amazon or where yeah. do you sell your books? Okay, you sell. Okay, so if it's I go on Amazon, Amazon, I can Amazon. find your book. Okay, good, yes. good, good, good. You can okay. find my book, um, and yeah, yeah. Are you involved with the, any of the poetry groups here? I am a member with, of the, the writer group. Yeah. Yeah. I am yeah, a member the of the North. Iris, is it was is Iris in one of your one of your uh your groups? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's how you met her? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Iris is a powerful writer. 
Yes. So I am involved with the North Carolina Poetry Society, as well as the Friday Noon Poets in Chapel Hill. Okay. And uh, and that's uh, one of those places uh, is where I met Iris in one of the Mm -hmm. meetings. And Mm -hmm. she had me write a blurb on her book at the back of her book. Uh And uh, yeah, yeah. Poetry. Oh, wonderful. I, I enjoy it. I do it almost nine to I mean, not nine to five, but full time now. You know, even when I'm cooking, yeah. I take a break yeah. and I write something. And um, that's good. I'm now... Yeah, that's good. So you, you actually, I think that's a wonderful thing because, you know, we we creatives are, you know, our creativity is like a butterfly. I always say this because we're so creative. You know, we have so many creative ideas that butterflies just kind of come and go. <laughs> and if we don't like, you know, grasp the butterfly while we can, it just flits away. Yeah. And so you know, like that, you yeah. the butterfly and that's, it, that's a metaphor, right? And um, I uh-huh. write, I use a lot of metaphorical language in my poetry and um, I, 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 I think metaphorically, I act sort of uh, uh-huh. using metaphors yeah. and I relate to objects that are distant from each other using metaphors. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's, the, that's the level at which poetry has seeped into my life. It's not just something I put on paper. It's also a part of my living journey and uh, yeah yeah and it helps me make decisions it helps me calm down Mm -hmm. it helps me so there's so many things so many aspects of poetry that are in my life and uh strong metaphors is one of them I enjoy using metaphors yeah I think metaphors are as an artist I am really aware of symbols and visual 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 things much more much more now I do write as well I think I I think I don't consider myself a poet but I do consider myself a creative writer and I do a lot of free form basically stuff that I consider more intuitive you know like free form um and uh but I I I love I love poetry I love poetry I think poetry is uh, a language in itself it's a visual language mm-hmm. and um it helps us to be more aware of mm-hmm. that aspect of our that part of ourself mm-hmm. that yeah. we we because we are so intellectual um we neglect that that other part of ourself and i think poetry is something that do you know do you know the history of poet poet uh history of poetry where did it come from do you know not really yeah tell me about it i don't know i don't know i don't know that's what i was asking you what do you think where my guess is that my guess is that it was a spoken form at some point and Mm -hmm. that became you know it had rhythm it had rhyming and and then from there it digressed into writing but that's just my mm-hmm. 
that's something I should I research. Think, you know, I that would be interesting to know because I've always wondered where things come from. You know, the history, because I'm so fascinated with how we evolved as human beings, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, and a haiku is very, very ancient. You know, it goes mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to to ancient China. But mm-hmm. I would imagine that there was also poetry in even as far back as Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't that be interesting to find out? I think mm-hmm. that would be very interesting. Yeah. And the songs um, they sang okay. and the prayers they um and the prayers yeah. they said. That's right. All these have poetic forms in them, right? So there's got to be a right. connection even, there. Even in the um, Right, even in the churches and the in the chanting and the yeah. uh, and and the different cultures who did who did all kinds of, you know, like dance or dance, but 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 also had an audio part of it. Is like it was like a chant, and so mm-hmm. chanting probably was a form of poetry as well. Yeah, because it was rhythmic. You know, it was a rhythmic thing. So I don't know. I just find that fascinating. I have another question, Aruna. What has been sure. your challenge as a writer? What's your challenge? The as a writer, sometimes my challenge boils down to myself. Uh-huh. What that means is that I for a short span of time I lose faith in my own ability. Yeah. So my mind, my voice, my vision at times they falter, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, is this poem good? Is this poem good? Are yeah. people gonna like it? Yeah. Is this gonna, you know, oh, impact know. people the way I'm thinking it would be? Can people understand it? And you know, that's the kind of ifs and buts I have when I work on my poems. But the good news is that it's short-lived. It goes away once I tell myself, I can do this. This Mm -hmm. is not a big deal. This poem is rocking and it's going to do really well. And people are going to love it. And you are going to love it. And so it's this sort of, you know, up and down ebb and flow kind of feeling with my poems and um, and so the problem the challenge is not from outside anywhere nobody's Mm -hmm. knocking on my head and saying I'm gonna stop you from doing this it's my own self that yeah yeah I think I think as as artists we all go through that I think and I think I think the more you do your art, here's my feeling about it. The more you allow yourself to be creative and the more you create, the more flowing it's going to be. And also the less critic, inner critic you're going to have. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have that inner critic. We all have it. Yeah. You know, we all have it. In fact, um, if you don't believe this, this is interesting Monet, who did all this incredible impressionist paintings, was preparing for the salon, and he literally threw a lot of his paintings in the Seine River because Mm -hmm. he had been telling himself, I'm not good enough. Now, that was Monet. That was Monet, who was an amazing (laughs) artist, right? Right, If he can do that, 
then we have to say to ourselves, okay, it's okay to feel these feelings of doubt. It's okay to feel these feelings yes, of yes. discouragement. Self-doubt. But it is yes. not okay mm-hmm. to stop. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I mean, and I tend to give and- the reader a lot of power, you know, in that oh, yeah. if somebody reads my poem and says, oh, this is a marvelous poem, I feel really good about it. Oh, and I know. If, and if somebody says, yeah, it's okay, I immediately think, oh, my God, what went? Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, was it I not know. good? Was I, it, I you know what it. I mean? Yeah. Whereas being the author, I should have the faith. <laughs> Being the author, I but should you know have what? the upper I think hand. You should, you should. And the thing is, the more you give yourself credit, your own inner credit, the less that's going to be a problem. But I'm not saying it is not going to ever go away. I don't think we, we are, we are artists. And as artists, we're very sensitive. We have very sensitive souls. Mm-hmm. And we we have a tendency to, um, I guess I feel the same way in my work too, you know, as an artist. I feel that, you know, if someone, even if someone doesn't say anything, if somebody doesn't say anything, that's even worse. <laughs> right, right. They, no, they're probably they speechless. They okay, they're probably okay. speechless. They don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, we all have that feeling. We all, that's why I do this podcast. I want to have uh-huh. you come on, talk about your work, and seriously give yourself validation of who you are and what you've done. Aruna, the 15 books, that's amazing. I was going to say, how in the world oh, did you do that? Seven, I can't even believe it. I, I, I can't even relate to that. That's amazing. You got the numbers wrong. Seven going on eight books. Well, whatever. Seven or eight. It doesn't matter. That's still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It all happened. Like I said, one day I was pipetting solutions in a lab and... Uh, the other yeah. day I started writing poetry and this is must have been something divine in the air. It was you a know? divine thing. Of course, course, sure it was divine because yeah. you weren't doing the right thing. You weren't doing what you were supposed to do in life. And now you are. And that's Yeah, like as though I have this as an offering, you know. Well, I'll tell you what happens also. There are people who have dreams just like you. They're sitting mm-hmm. in, the, in the doldrums of their job and they go, I have a dream. So yeah. do I go towards my dream or do I allow people to tell me I shouldn't do my dream? Should I, should I make this step because I don't deserve it? Should I make this step because, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that happens when people have dreams. So my question is, mm-hmm. how and what mm-hmm. would you tell somebody who had the same dream you did? What would you tell them? I would say if you're as adventurous as I have been in my journey, then pick up that pen and start writing. 
and wow. you never yeah. know what will come out of it. And okay. Okay. I took a lot of risks in my life, Joy, and I have made it this far because I have know had the problem of not believing sometimes but I have mainly uh, had the faith in myself to pursue my life and the way it it would have been a dream you know as though it were a dream I pursued my life and uh, that's wonderful and, that, and yeah. with everything not only just poetry I you know the the man I chose to be my husband was almost like a dream man for me. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh-huh. and I talk about the way I bring up my daughter. I almost want to give, um, you know, like, um, uh, I'm trying to digress from what I um, was trying to say. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I bring up my daughter as though I'm living the dream. I want her... <laughs> to have a good education. I want her to feel well. I want her to, her questions to be answered. And I... Uh, things like that. And so if you have a dream, pick up the sword, pick up the pen, and, and mm-hmm. fight the dream, and do it for yourself. For nobody else, just that's do good. it for yourself. I think that that's a good... That's a good um, a good advice. And I think that people need to hear that it's possible because lots of people, that's why I do this podcast because I want people to see the possibility of creating their dream and that it is possible. If I did it, if you did it, we can all do it. Yeah. And yes, it takes work and it, it takes, uh, it takes constantly dealing with your own, um, critic and your own negative voices and all that i mean it takes always always um fighting through the the stuff that might keep you from acquiring your dream but it is possible it is but then you know to be to be honest with you please have the ability to think that your dream may fail you know there's no guarantee that it's gonna be all roses no oh it's dream when you hear i believe i believe that it always okay all right you're going along and you're creating something right the universe has an idea of how you how you're going to create this so you have to be um let's see receptive and flexible you can have a dream, but you, but it's mm-hmm. not going to happen exactly the way you plan. Okay. Right. You can have your dream, but you have to also have faith that your yeah. dream is going to come about in the way that it should come about. Yeah. And the way that it's conformed to be. Oh, you need to let to it be. go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you need yeah. to let it go. Yeah. And, and yeah. if one dream fails, doesn't matter. Yeah. Pick up the next. That's right. That's right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Because we all have situations where they're closed doors. You know, we've all had that. Yeah. I mean, I've had it in my life. Yes. You've had it in your life. 
but but if you yeah. look back in retrospective, those closed doors were there for a reason to keep you from going where you probably don't didn't need to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. In retrospect, mm-hmm. okay, we may not see that. We may not see that. That's a good well. guess. Um, yeah, and I think, and I know that in my life, I can see that very shortly that. Um, I've had this main goal or main mission, but that mission has constantly changed, mm-hmm. constantly changed according to God's plan. And I yeah. surely, surely believe in that. Your faith is important in relation to Absolutely. creating your dream. Yeah. So you yeah. can't get, yeah. oh, Definitely. well, you know, it didn't work out that way. So I need to just, you know, just forget it. I'll just give it up. No. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that it's important to remain flexible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I believe that, you know, we all have a destiny. We all have a mission. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we all do. That's our destiny. Yeah. And so... um yeah. Um, okay. What is your next dream? As a poet? oh my god, are you writing another book? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm working on a collection right uh-huh. now, and I hope wow, for okay. it to be. Um, uh, but it's probably going to take longer than my other books took. So I'm taking my own sweet uh-huh. time to think about. Um. um you know, book. Okay, okay. So, are you are you better at waiting? Are you better at being? Um, are you better at, like you said, slowing down a little bit and allowing, rather than trying to rush? Are you better at that? You think through the through the through the experiences you've had in writing a book? Well, I'm a very more patient. Yeah, well, I'm a very okay. spontaneous writer and okay. I'm a spontaneous poet. So when ideas okay. rush through my mind, them down and make a poem out uh-huh. of them. And then, but I may not submit this poem anywhere else until I've gone through rounds of editing what I did. And so. Okay. It's something that comes to me in the snap of a finger and I write it down. And like, you know, I have I have heard and no offense to people who say that it's taken them, let's say, 10 years to write a poem. I can I don't think I can ever do that. That's my weakness. If Uh I if I write. I have to make it a done deal um within uh you know within a finite amount of time within maybe let's say okay uh a week or two weeks or or three weeks or maximum three or four weeks um i have to finish the poem if not i kind of lose interest in it you know to keep going back and forth yeah yeah so i just have to it's it's the spark of inspiration that comes to me and i write it down either in my notes on my phone or on facebook or somewhere else i write it down Uh uh-huh 
and then make a story of it later and um it has to, it it just come to me and well i think that yes, you have to maybe you have to... in my work yeah you have to also snatch it from the ether <laughs> Uh-huh. Weird. But you have to snatch it while it's there, right? Right, right. True, true, you know, exactly. I, and I well, it's fresh it, uh, baked. You have to eat it when it's fresh baked, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that even better. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert had this thing in her book, um, on, I can't remember the name of the book. It was something to do with magic. But anyway, I, re- I listened to it on audio. She said there was a writer who would be out in the field and her ideas would come and it would be like she had to literally chase it to her uh-huh. house in uh-huh. order to get <laughs> in time to write it down or it would be gone. Yeah. And she said yeah. that. I was That's that funny. was amazing how that she said that. So, um, you know, I think that uh, we all have, um, yeah, we do. I do that in my own, my own work as well. And sometimes if I'm at the canvas and I am painting, I, I have absolutely no idea where it's going. But I do know and have faith in that it's going to go somewhere, you know. Uh-huh. And I don't, I think of it as like a story or a journey. You know, it's like each color I put on or each shape I put on, it's a journey. And I don't know the end of the story. And I don't want to know the end of the story. <laughs> right, right. So that's how I Some am. things are better in the I air, is, you know. Oh, yeah. Some things are better, you know, not knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Okay. I have another question, and that is, I would like for you to think of a poem, just think of one poem that you can either read or that you can, you can say. Uh, I can't say because I don't memorize my poems. Okay, okay. But so I can read. read. Me to get the book. Um, okay. Uh, just give me a second. I'm trying to rummage through okay. my bag. Here you go. I got it. And okay. So this is from my new book, which was published in the pandemic, Down the Grassy Isles. Uh-huh. And I want to read the title poem of this book. Okay. Uh, Here you go. Down the grassy aisles. At the crack of dawn, my dad turns off the cuckoo clock every single day. He chews a piece of antioxidant mint, and we set out on the grassy aisles of the suburban Colaba, skirting South Bombay. No talks, just our nods tell the tales. My ums set the tone for our brief convos as I breathe in his wisdom. We stop at the chai stall, drinking our refreshing cups of tea 
our chaos blown away by the steam. Our visions turning in a projectile, scanning through the green pastures of gulf lands, with pools of water and pelicans pecking at every endearing droplet. My Walkman singing Eric Clapton's My Father's Eyes, and my gaze turns to his eyes, the hazel beauties of creation. Blessed with bonding walks and soulful rendezvous, bound by timelessness, we embrace the dot, dot, dots of life. One evening, he ties my luggage tags and religiously writes my name on them with a black felt pen. We hug each other and bid goodbye. One morning, I open my eyes to the mountains of Massachusetts, waking up to the same cuckoo clock. I think of my dad. I ponder walking down the grassy aisles together. I am brushing away my goosebumps because he is gone. I love that. Aruna, I love that. It's so beautiful. And I love the way you use visual stuff. And I can can see, because I'm an artist too, and I go, I love that 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 visual, the visual things that you use in your poetry. And it's beautiful. I love the way you there's such words the words just kind of they're like <laughs> thank you thank you you might even uh, if you look at the cover of this book you might like it because okay okay yeah yeah I definitely I definitely think it's beautiful and I I could see you know when I do when I hear something like that I can see poems I mean I can see paintings in uh -huh. relation to what you've said and um it also can touch me because i too lost my mother uh -huh. you know, my uh -huh. mother no longer exists in uh -huh. this life and so you know i think a lot of us who have gone through major losses right. especially during the pandemic you know like people actually did lose their their parents and whatever they can yeah. too they can also relate to moments in their yeah. life that are so precious now that are so precious now that they no longer are here. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I can relate, I can definitely relate to that story. I can relate to that story. And I think that's that's um if that's an example of how you write your poems, I can see how people definitely love them because um People need to know, people need to know that their feelings aren't, you know, they're not alone in their feelings. Yeah. And other than writing books, you, I mean, publishing books, I also use Facebook as a template to write my work in there. Okay. So I will put like a poem or a story or a narrative or something. That's wonderful. And that, I hope, reaches out to my friends and their friends and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like you know, I do what's called... Um, seed meditations and I do the same thing I basically send out meditations, mm. um, that are I think there's like seeds of hope or seeds like a message of some sort yeah I kind of think that you never know who's going to hear 
You never know who's going to read it. You never exactly. know who's going to be touched by it. Right. Uh, and yeah. it's not always about publishing books and making money. It's, no, it's also not. sharing the it's information exactly. you have. That's yeah. Right. Exactly. It's your gift and and you're supposed to give it. And um, I totally agree with you. I mean, I agree with you completely. And I completely, you know, think that we think the same way in mm-hmm. in in the way we think about our own creative mission yeah 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 Yeah, like like somebody may stop by your gallery and say oh this is a beautiful painting and that right there impacted you for so many moments right exactly yeah Yeah. but also um if if someone uh oh i don't know because you know i do personal personal work too and I have a woman who literally comes to me to have paintings done from her through her family mm-hmm. I've had uh I've had her her daughters who were pregnant uh paintings of them when they were pregnant then she came and she asked me to do uh, her daughters when they were going away to college and then I have done I've done her daughters and her baby her baby I did her paintings of her baby and it's <laughs> like there's this personal like connection right with us and she's actually said to me joy I'll be back because mm. I don't I don't I don't have anybody else doing my paintings right. you're the only one and so I expect her at any time to let me know that, you know, she needs a painting of, of another daughter who's getting married or another daughter who's pregnant or whatever. <laughs> and I love yeah. that. I love that. As an artist, I love that because um, when you touch somebody's life, not only, not only in my work as an artist, but my work as a teacher, mm-hmm. when, I, when I work with people, in all areas, adults and children, they're all my, they call me their, um, their art mom, <laughs> because, because that's the way I feel about my, my work as a teacher. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. more than just teaching. Right. Um, yeah. So Aruna, what is it that you would like to leave? One thing you would like to leave leave the um if somebody else is listening what else would you like to leave one thing uh, oh oh my god you caught me off guard okay. <laughs> um you can take it for your own life have you faith in it. yourself yeah have, have faith in yourself that's good i like that have faith in yourself and have faith in the people you have chosen and, uh, and uh, you know, I don't know about others, but I have a lot of faith in my family, my husband and my daughter and my mom. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I wouldn't be here today if it were not for the support that I've received from them. So be thankful and have faith. That's good. I like that. Okay, so your next book that's coming out, um, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little, kind of like a little um, photo collage with uh, the photos that you sent me. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm going to do a little story. 
I will be putting it both on Facebook as well as, um, cause I do that with my podcast. Uh-huh. I will put the podcast on. And when I put the podcast and publish the podcast, I will use the, the photograph that you uh-huh. sent me of uh-huh. yourself. You'll uh-huh. be on, you'll be basically the main image. Uh-huh. Okay. So I will publish the podcast. And when I publish the podcast, I will then send it out on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And I will also send it to you so you can share it. Okay. Can you tag me when you put it on Facebook? Yes, I will do that. I will tag you. Okay. Okay. And um, let's see what else. And I will put a link to your book. Yeah. Um, that's on Amazon. Yes. The Thank you. Yeah, that you, I will actually do that. And, uh, you know, all that's helping you to be, I I like to promote the people that I, that I have on my podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, do you know how long this will take? I don't, I don't foresee it taking long. I I get off the phone and I immediately do it. Okay, great. So I think it'll probably be uh, up and running, up and going, uh, probably I'll just be sitting and watching TV and I'll do it. So (laughs) that's what I'll do. I'll just basically just do the whole thing tonight and then I'll send it to you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Joy. It was such a pleasure. It was a delight. And I'm going to tell Iris that you were on and share it with her. And I think she'll be delighted too. Yes. Yes. It was through her that I found you and I'm so happy to be talking to you. Me too. Okay, Aruna, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh Uh-huh.